Welcome to the Revolutionary Stewardship Podcast. I'm your host, J.D. Shears, a pastor, certified kingdom advisor, certified stewardship instructor, and an investment advisor representative. We will be discussing topics such as biblically responsible investing, estate planning, and wealth transfer that will benefit you as an obedient steward. Christianity is revolutionary. Shouldn't your stewardship be as well? This broadcast is brought to you by the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Hello, and thank you for listening to the Revolutionary Stewardship Podcast. My name is Jay Shures, pastor and certified kingdom advisor. We appreciate the fact you're using wisdom from this podcast to facilitate better financial stewardship in your life. If you have questions about today's podcast, feel free to give me a call at 888-226-7614. You also can contact us through kingdomplanadvisory.com, kingdomplanadvisory.com, and you can find us on Facebook under Kingdom Plan Advisory. We've got uh, several thousand people that are following uh, this this message on, on biblical financial stewardship. I encourage you to jump on board and, and hopefully that we can bring some some education and some learning uh, to this as we all uh, should be learning about being better stewards. I want to talk to you today about giving. And I want to talk to you today about giving because it is one of the most influential and powerful things in our life that we can do. The reason I say that is <clears throat> over the last 10 or 15 years, uh, as a faith-based financial planner, I have seen what being a cheerful giver does to a person as a steward. Now, <clears throat> a person should not give under compulsion. Now, many times that, that sometimes we sit in church and you know the offering plate comes by and we dig whatever we have in our our pockets and we you know maybe whatever was left over from the Red Lobster the night before and we throw it in the offering plate. People, that is not <laughs> that is not. Um, cheerful giving, uh, giving should be planned. Okay. Giving should be planned. Now, giving breaks the power of money over us. Now I want you to digest that for a minute. Have you ever seen a person that is a good giver that is very charitable? Don't they always seem to be pretty happy? Don't they seem like the is this someone that you'd want as your neighbor? Maybe someone that you invite to Christmas? They, they are happier people. I have not met a good giver who is unhappy. And what they have discovered is this. Is the cheerful giver understands stewardship. And the understanding of stewardship is that we struggle with materialism, we struggle with debt, we struggle with all these day-to-day issues that we have with money, and then the person comes along and is a good giver, a person that plans their giving. Some of the happiest people I know are not the wealthiest. As a matter of fact, I, I say that at 100%. The wealthiest clients I have are not my happiest clients. Those that are sitting on seven figures are not my happiest clients. My happiest clients are those oftentimes on fixed income, sometimes Social Security and maybe a small pension. Some are on Social Security alone, but they, to the penny, determine their giving for the month whenever their Social Security check comes in or whenever their Social Security and their pension check comes in. To the penny, those people are happy. They're good givers. They understand, they understand the concept of giving. Now, I bring this up for another reason. My wife and I recently bought a home in, in Bonita Springs, uh, Florida. 
And, you know, when, when you buy a, a home close to the beach, you think, oh, I'm going to spend every day on the beach. Our favorite thing to do right now is go to thrift shops. I love it. We love it. It's, it's like a treasure hunt every time. Um, now, <clears throat> sometimes we walk away with things we didn't need, but, you know, we're $4 and we just had to have it. That's not good stewardship. <laughs> it's not. Uh, you know, even buying, giving should be planned and buying should be planned. But it's one of our favorite things to do. And those thrift shops survive simply because of good givers, right? People that are charitable are giving things. Um, it, it's if you actually analyze what's actually going on there. The other thing I notice is the people working there are very cheerful. Very cheerful people. So <clears throat> this this concept of, of breaking the power of money. Money is a strong, strong drug, people. You know this. Just recently, and it was probably three weeks ago, um, I think Mega Millions or whatever they call it in Powerball, they were up over half a, uh, half a billion dollars each. It was the only thing people were talking about. You go into the gas station, you go into these convenience stores, people were buying $10, $20, $30 worth of these tickets. It was, it was just the definition of insanity to me that money, the thought of being wealthy, consumed people. Um, and the reality is, I think every living being would say, oh, um, yes, you know, that would be a, a kind of a neat uh, concept to have, but it shouldn't consume us like that. And it, and it does. What could, should consume us is being a good steward, and that is, you know, provision for our families, being good givers, um, taking care of the needy, the poor, the widows, the sick, the orphans, that is good stewardship, avoiding debt. Um, it, that, that's all, it, there's many concepts, uh, or many, uh, issues in regards to what, what makes us a good steward. Some need more influence than, uh, on certain topics than others, you know, but the reality is, uh, today, and not just today, for the last 50 years since the, the invention of television, and I don't remember how long television has been around. I'm, I'm, I'll be 54 this year. I didn't. I never lived in a house without a television, and, and some of you listening may have. But ever since there's been television, they have been marketing to us, uh, which is materialism, right? Cars, vacations. Now it's you know retirement, living on uh, the golf course, all these all these things. It's not healthy. It's it's just once again it consumes us. Let me talk to you a little bit about why giving is so instrumental um, in regards to you know being a good steward. What what does Scripture say about this? I'm going to read several verses here. So just stay with me. I'm going to go through these pretty quick. But the 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 uh, message is all the same. 2 Corinthians 9, 6 through 8 says, The cheerful giver. The point is this whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows bountifully will reap bountifully. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful, guilt, a cheerful giver, and God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. 2 Corinthians 9, 10 through 11 says, He who supplies need. 
Let me back up. He who supplies need to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. He will be entrenched in every way to be generous in every way, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. Acts twenty thirty five says this, In all things I have shown you that by working hard in this way we must help the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he himself said it is more blessed to give than to receive. Hebrews thirteen sixteen says this, Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. Okay? Matthew nineteen twenty one says this, Jesus said to him, If you would be perfect, go sell what you possess and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come follow me. Proverbs eleven twenty four through 25 says, One gives freely, yet grows all the richer. Another withholds what he should give and only suffers want. Whoever brings blessing will be enriched, and one who waters will himself be watered. A couple more, and I'll, I'll stop with the, the scriptures here. Proverbs nineteen seventeen: Whoever is generous to the poor lends to the Lord, and he will repay him for his deed. Psalms 104, 28 says, When you give it to them, they gather it up. When you open your hand, they are filled with good things. God wants us to give. He gave his only son to us. That is the most charitable gift that humankind has ever received. It is a, it is a good learning tool for us uh, on sacrificial giving. Now, when I say sacrificial giving, people, I have seen, uh, and, the, and this is dangerous, people, the, the prosperity preaching. Prosperity preaching I do not agree with. Okay, I do not. You could twist scripture to make prosperity preaching uh, sound like it's correct. It is not correct. It is not correct. And and, and I want to I want to finish this message with this. So a prosperity preacher will say, "The more you give, the more you get." Okay, the more you give, the more you get. <clears throat> People, blessings don't always return to you in a form of money, and prosperity preaching alludes to that. That if you give a dollar, you know, you, you, your return is ten dollars. If you give a hundred dollars, your return is a thousand. If you give a thousand, your return is ten thousand. That is not correct. Blessings come in many forms. Okay? So when you're charitable, the the blessings that God bestows upon us may be unseen. Okay? May be unseen. Have you ever been in a position where you got a little extra money, maybe a tax return or maybe a, a, a bonus at work? Doesn't it seem like every time that happens that something negative happens in your life? The furnace goes out. The transmission goes out on your car. Um, pipes freeze and break in the wintertime. But there's just a number of things. It just seems like, well, you know, so there was a point in my life I'm like, I don't even want a bonus because something bad is going to happen. Right? Something bad is going to happen. So, when I say blessings come in many forms, have you ever thought of all those negative things that have happened to your life, that when you're a charitable giver, that maybe the roof doesn't leak for another four or five years, that maybe the car lasts for another year or two, or maybe the furnace or the air conditioner, uh, maybe the plumbing, um, you know, maybe uh, your health. There's a number of things that sometimes our blessings are unseen, yet we should be grateful for our blessings. Right. So don't don't think that, you know, if you if you give that you're getting money back that people that number one is the wrong reason to give the prosperity preaching is is, uh, you know, I've offered debate with some different prosperity preachers that have all been declined. Um, I would treasure the opportunity 
to debate a prosperity preacher. Uh, it's it's it, it's not my opinion. It's just factual. It is not how this works. It's just not how it works. All right. It, it, it teaches people to give for the wrong reasons. If I give, I'm going to get something back. That, that's not why we give. We give to take care of the needy, the poor, the widows, the sick, the orphans. That's why we give. And whatever God chooses to bless us with, we should accept with with a gracious heart. End of story. So I want to stop there. It's not such a long message today, but it's it's pretty powerful. The, the key points of this, this message today is, number one, we should be good givers. We should be good givers because Scripture teaches us to be good givers. And the ultimate is this. It breaks the power of money over us. We don't focus on materialism. We don't focus on debt. You ever seen anybody that's really in debt be a good giver? Pretty rare. Pretty rare. Have you ever seen someone that has a materialism problem be a good giver? Pretty rare. You know, you can't buy your way into happiness. You can't borrow your way into happiness, but you can give your way into happiness. You see how that works? You can give your way into happiness. So I'm going to stop there. If you've got questions about how to be a charitable giver, uh, whether it be through your estate plan or through wealth transfer, or I'd be happy to, to share with you my, my experiences with those issues. Um, you know, maybe you're just in a situation where the, you want to break the power of money over what's going on in your life. I'd be happy to have a chat with you. Once again, you can give me a call at 888-226-7614. And you're, if you're in the Southwest Florida area and you'd like to meet, maybe have a cup of coffee, uh, I'd be happy to do that as well. Um, always enjoy a cup of coffee chatting with a fellow believer. Uh, once again, KingdomPlanAdvisory.com. Also on Facebook, you can find us at Kingdom Plan Advisory. I, I pray uh, that, that uh, this message takes root and grows into many wonderful things. God bless. Thank you for listening to Revolutionary Stewardship. I encourage you to visit KingdomPlanAdvisory.com to read our latest articles and sign up for our monthly newsletter. If you would like to arrange a free stewardship consultation, please schedule on our website or you may call 888-226-7614. Securities offered through Vanderbilt Securities, LLC, member FINRA, SIPC, and registered with MSRB. Advisory services offered through Vanderbilt Advisory Services. God bless.